Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're You're listening listening to Mighty House. I'm Ron Cowgill. The Mighty House team is back. Join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. We're broadcasting worldwide and live, MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeImprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And if you give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline, it's 877-711-5611. You will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. Did you not hear me say it? No, because I had the button off. I forgot. Did you have her button off again? Yep. The last two times. Yes, it was. It was. You know, you can help us out on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Mighty House, and you'll have a chance to win a 24-inch 24, 24, a 24 level. And uh, you can check it out right there. Just go to patreon.com slash Mighty House. And with that, in the studio now is Jeff Kaida from DDS Design Services. Hello. Glad and to be here. What does DDS Design Services do, sir? We design... Kitchens, kitchens and baths primarily. We'll do some basement work. We sell cabinetry, countertops, things of that nature. Uh-huh. And we're evolving into being a general contractor. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. You're the one that's been pushing me to do it for like five years. <laughs> so you'll get the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, the, the bill from the doctor as to why I got into this. Yes. Yeah. yeah that'll but, be the first bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, Robbie. Hello, Rich. Good morning. Good morning, Jeff. So uh, I wanted to get you in because there's a lot of things. A lot of people are doing remodeling now. You know, right. they're they're before I'd say the past ten years or so, people have like just been painting their kitchens or just replacing a countertop. But now it seems like in the past year or so, people are really getting into it. They're moving things around. They're moving the refrigerator and the sinks and the and the stove, and they're they're starting to put some money in their kitchens again. Right. So. I kind of wanted to get you in here to find out what the latest trends are, what people are looking at, and you know maybe we can help some listeners out here in figuring out what they want to do. So what what do you see as some of the latest trends that in the past couple of years that you haven't been seeing before? Things are still somewhat budget-driven. If someone has a fairly large budget, then they'll look into moving things, new this, new that. A lot of other people are looking just trying to uh, spend so much, but they want they want the million dollar look. Sure, but, but you know for five thousand dollars. Sure, so, so um, <laughs> that's always going to be assuming there. there's an right. open budget and you truly want to do a gut rehab. Um, the trends are still with painted cabinets, whites, off whites. Most cabinet companies now are offering two, three different versions of white. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, less than a year ago, a craft made executive and a very big cabinet company told me that 70% of what they're doing is still white kitchens. Wow. So, um, you know, when the recession hit, 
everybody pulled back from the fancy colors and things because they just wanted even people of means with big homes like out in Barrington. What will sell just in case? You know, now right. it's it, you know, but they're they're loosening up a little bit now. We're seeing some glazes coming in, okay. two two tones. Grays are popular. Grays are more popular on the walls than the cabinets. Yeah. Or people are doing perimeter in white and then an island with a gray or even a blue or something like that. Yeah, you brought you brought some show and tell stuff. For those on Facebook, he's got some stuff to show us here. Like you've got a darker blue, like, almost like a navy blue. Right. So like that would be an island. Yes. Color. Yeah. And uh, if you hold it right up, there are two. You see yourself right there. There you go. So it's it's pretty dark. Um, yeah, that, navy blue is a good way to describe it. And, um, y you know, texture is always part of it. You always hear interior designers talking about texture, whether it's a room, the curtains, or whatever. In a kitchen, it's texture, too. But what we talk about there is, you know, where are you going to put the moldings, how many layers of moldings. In the back of an island, we might do a baseboard treatment with a couple of other uh, woods to, to dress it up, you know, uh, instead of a flat panel, a wainscot panel, things like that. And uh, so it almost looks like a piece of furniture that's sitting there versus just another cabinet. Right. Yeah. Right. At a tall cabinet, for instance, a pantry cabinet, uh, my general rule of thumb is with oven cabinets, pantry cabinets, unless you're working at it, you don't need a toe space. Okay. So I'll always flush that out and tre treat it with a, uh, a, a baseboard type of a molding. And it makes it look more built in. Mm -hmm. makes it look like you planned it and you didn't buy the cabinets from somebody else's kitchen and try to retrofit <laughs> them into yours. Got it. Got it. Cool. Are you see are you seeing the same things down there, Rich? Are you are you mixing stuff up like that too? Oh yeah. No, exactly like he says. I mean, we're doing I mean, the stone doesn't even match. The countertops don't match on the islands. Right. You know, so you're doing a, a something completely different just to set it off. Right. Sure. So uh then are you doing a lot of like the maple butcher block tops on the island or some, are, I guess, uh, we're walnut? Seeing, yeah, we're stuff. seeing more of that. You know, that's people get surprised. They see wood. They think, oh, that you know, you see wood at, at, at Home Depot. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different animal. A good <laughs> walnut countertop from a uh, custom guy or from a company like um, uh, the one out of the Grote House. Oh, okay. Uh, you, know, uh, you, you know, you might easily be spending 200 bucks. A square foot mm -hmm. for something like that it's more than the stone but yeah they look gorgeous oh yeah and, you know and people say well where did where should i put it well anywhere the sink isn't <laughs> yeah you know nobody is going to warranty that countertop if it's got a sink especially an undermount sink in it you know uh, oh yeah there you go so like an island if you have a sink in there you may not want to use a wood top on it you can no, not unless you're going to do a traditional uh, drop-in sink with with the flange on the top, so that it can be properly sealed. And most people don't want that; they want no. the undermount sink. Sure, yeah, the, the drop-ins don't look cool. No, no, they don't. So, <laughs> well, there's you like you always said. There's is it a go kitchen or a show kitchen? Oh, there you go. If you're cooking three times a day in it. That's different, you know. If you're just going in there to get the latest takeout menu, mm -hmm. <laughs> then then you get away with it. Right, so we just took a kitchen apart recently, and we I, I was I was going around, and we were going to save the ovens. I turned them on, right. and the oil started burning off of the oven. And I was at, first time they were fired up. Yeah, and so then I I was I was uh, doing the appliance selection. I put in the address with my appliance guy, and sure enough, comes back. Those those were put in five years ago. Sure, that kitchen because these people just bought the house. 
that that kitchen had just been remodeled five years prior, and that no one had even used the oven. Yep. Yep. I, I <laughs> in did a, five years. I did a kitchen like that. Came back a couple months later uh, to do pictures, and they still hadn't take the plastic out of the oven. You know the yeah. things that come in the oven sure. that you the unwrap. Stuff? Yeah, that was still in the oven. <laughs> Yeah, those they cook with their phone then, right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, they had a beautiful binder on uh-huh. the countertop that their grandchild had made and painted all sorts of pictures on and stuff. And that's the binder was where all the takeout menus were, <laughs> right? And that's how they cooked. They never hadn't when they started the kitchen project. They never had intentions of using it. They just wanted it to look better when they went in there to get their coffee. Got it. Okay. So, are you doing coffee bars then? I mean, what's what's a, what's a, another big trendy thing you're seeing recent now? Um, no, actually, I don't see much of that. You really? know, those those Mila machines yeah. and those built-in uh, decor had one for a while. That <clears throat> beautiful built-in express espresso or uh, uh, yeah, we've used a number of those. Yeah, but but the, the problem is they seem like they're really cool, but you still got to take them apart and clean them every day, and it's far more difficult than your standard coffee pot right and people so are Starbucks. they're not gaga over it right and <laughs> and the keurig machines have yeah. just totally changed everything oh sure. yeah now they make the built-in keurig so no, yeah those are nice the ones you can pipe up and stuff mm-hmm. i just got my first keurig thanks to that great sale over at uh, the uh, restore oh. oh my gosh that is the best <laughs> and uh, i wonder if they still no. Excuse me. I wonder if they still have them. No, they don't. I, I saw Deanna the other day, and I asked her that because I only bought two, and I was kind of regretting not having bought a couple more. And <laughs> it's too too late. They're gone. Yeah. Well, it was two. Two was the limit, also, right, at the restore. Nobody paid per attention day. To no, really. We we went there about an hour after they opened, uh, and people were walking out with six, eight of them, and a lot of them you saw on Craigslist later that day. But oh, uh, we we no. we obeyed the rule. We only bought two, and. Uh, now I regret it. Yeah. <laughs> I regret not being a rule breaker. There you go. All right. Well, uh, it's Jeff Kaida from DDS Design Services. And it, what's your website? Uh, DDSDesignServices.com. That's easy. Mm-hmm. So you can go there, check it out. We're going to come back here in a little bit, and uh, we're going to talk a little cabinet style, I think. And then you, you brought in some more show and tell stuff. What do you got there? I nice. have a couple of different versions of white cabinets, you know, because the trend has been away from the stark whites and the going with softer whites. Yeah. And then I brought in some quartz samples that okay. mimic uh, natural stone. Excellent. All right. Well, cool. All right. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with more right after this. You're listening this to is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House and you can use the hashtag Mighty House. Give us a call on the Mr. Floor Helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more dot com. at MrFloor.com. A little early there. Little, yeah, just a, just a tad early there, I was Robbie. trying. I'm sorry. What do you mean you're trying? <laughs> I, I'm usually too late, so I had to do it <laughs> earlier. No, so I no, try no. To- 
No, there's there's no lag on this so far today. You're you're right there. Oh, really? Yeah, there is no lag. Oh, okay. Let's try this again. You ready? Okay. All right, here we go. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at MrFloor.com. Okay, not too bad. That's better. That's- I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if somebody wanted there to sign a pretend up, leg. yeah. If somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, there, Rich, how could they do that? Uh, go over to MightyHouse.net, click on the Contact Us page, put first last name, email address, and click on Boom Done. And they would have the known. Here, though, is you get newsletter every Friday. Yeah, it's going to tell you who's going to be on the show. Uh huh. Kinda. What we're going to talk about. Sure. But more importantly, there's links there. So, like Jeff to DDS Design Services, there's a link there to his website, his contact information. Yeah. So, Sign up for the newsletter. Excellent. So you only get it once a week. We're not going to get you a bunch of garbage mail. That's right. And Jeff from DDS Design Services, there, Robbie, brought in show and tell for you. I know. I'm not there. So, so Jeff, I have a question for you. When we were talking about yes, sinks sir. and stuff, like a lot of people, like obviously nobody uses top flanges. Everybody wants undermounts. Have you used the top zero sinks yet? Because th- that's what we spec in all of our stone now. I don't use any standard sinks or undermounts. I use top zeros. They are molded to go within an eighth inch of the top. Oh. But the stone goes all the way to the edge of the sink. Right. If, if you haven't seen them, look them up. They're cool as hell. Um, and they're not that hard to install. The, the My granite company does a fabulous job making them up. Okay, so explain this again. Top zero? Top zero is the brand. So it's an undermount sink. But where the flange is for the mount is held down about an inch and a quarter. Okay. So when you put the sink under, the stainless steel will come to within an eighth of an inch of the top of the countertop. So then they put a slight bevel on that so the stone goes right into the stainless. So you don't have... Because I never liked undermounts. I never liked that caulk line at the bottom of the stone. It looked like crap. Yes. So these, you don't have that now. It's such a clean look, and it's a few hundred dollars more. You're not talking, you know, gazillion dollars here. It's it's a couple bucks. Yeah, for five or $600 more, you get this cool, not just cool, but a very clean finish. Right. I have seen them. I've seen something similar to that in the, in the um, laminate countertops. They've had that for a while. Uh, I don't do a ton of it because a lot of what I've been doing lately has been farm sinks undermount oh, yeah. cast irons things like that uh Kohler came out with those cast irons they redid it a number of years ago and where the finish is just so much better you know they, they have commercials out with people slamming pots into them you can't chip them yeah and, and the customers really like them the only thing they have to keep away from them is this the green scotch pads and the comet as long as you're <laughs> yeah. using a soft you know non-abrasive cleaner they'll last a hundred years wow yeah that's interesting it's it, the farm sinks seem to have been going away for me, but you know we haven't done one in a while. But you you will be. I talked to that lady the other day. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing nice. a, we're doing the apron sink though, not okay. not the traditional fire clay bowl. We're right. doing the apron, much easier install. Okay, so see, we're going to get another one then. Yeah, it there you like. go. Perfect. Yeah. So then the other ones that we've been using more and more. Well, here's the thing: not only the houses that I'm building are larger, so that helps. Yeah. But the thing that's really crazy is. The size of the islands. I mean, I literally have islands in these houses that are seven or eight feet wide and 12 to 14 feet long. Jeez. Yep. And I laugh. And I, that's the island. And, and I'm like, this thing should come with a ping pong net. Well, that you, you change area codes walking from one end to the other. 
Oh, you do. And I, I mean, even at six two, I can barely reach the center of the island. Like if you wanted to clean it, I'm like, these things are getting ridiculously stupid big. <laughs> they, they are. They're, but they're when big. they're that large, Callista makes these really cool kitchen sinks that are like five or six feet long, and they have you put two faucets on them, and you have three separate workstations. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can be doing all your different prep and all. That. So it's really more of you know, and they got the butcher block tops that set in the sink for doing prep, and so there's some really cool stuff you can do but yeah it's all money right it's just money that's all right it's just money calista is the uh, high-end brand for kohler and if you go to their Mm -hmm. website you can link through and it it is some really slick stuff slicker and whales not really there you go all right so uh on the cabinet you brought in some samples here so for those on facebook you'll be able to see this let's start out with are, are these the pretty popular ones it don't Lately, it doesn't seem like a lot of the cabinetry is really ornate. There's a, it, it seems to be more of a simple, almost shaker style thing or variations of that. I see the same thing. Shaker seems to be the leading or flush. Right. Shaker is uh, extremely popular, and then we're seeing some a lot of shaker with just a little bit of a bead yep. on, on the inside. Like a little glass bead to it or something. Right. Go ahead and hold that first one up there, that top one. You've got uh, that, and that's, that's kind of what we're talking about there. You've right. got a... Just just hold that straight up there to the to the camera right over here. This camera here. There you go. Perfect. So you can see it's got a it's it's got a little bit of a detail to it, but it's still pretty just straightforward shaker. Yeah. Right. And and one of the reasons that is is this will work with an overlay door as well as an inset door. Got it. Oh, what an overlay is meaning? Meaning the cabinet door closes on top of the cabinet frame. Or side if you're doing a Euro style, or it'll set inside the frame. Inset cabinetry, traditionally it's been the more expensive cabinetry, but a door style like this will work very nicely with inset cabinetry. Right. And then you also brought one that's got a raised panel. Right. I brought this one, which is raised with a lot of detail. We don't see, this will be more popular typically in a bathroom, you know, in, in. Got it. And, uh, but I also wanted to bring this. You, You really can't see it on the camera, but it's a different shade of white. Than this other door I held just yeah, held yeah, there's different there's, whites. How many how many color whites are there? Three hundred. <laughs> yeah. According to Benjamin Moore or Sherwin, <laughs> Mr. Sherwin, yeah, there, there's a bunch of them. So <laughs> I, there's more whites than I think anything. It it's gotta be really difficult to try and match that stuff up and keep things consistent. <clears throat> what what helps you tell the difference is when you start holding things up to it. Okay. So if you're gonna do a different color island or a countertop. Then you start, or a floor, you start bringing floor colors up to it. Then all of a sudden, it'll, you'll, you'll see the gray in it, or you'll see the brown in it. And, or, and, or the yellows, or whatever tones that are right, in the white. Right. And yeah, it's you harder. Have to have a, another white next to it to see the difference. Right. It's harder for you or me. Yeah. Robbie. Yes. Okay. Uh, on Facebook Live, we have a question. All of our cabinet throughout the house, we have used stained maple slab doors with routered pulls. In my opinion, for a cleaner look. Any thoughts from Jeff? A cleaner look typically means a more contemporary style, mm-hmm. and uh, there's certainly nothing wrong with it. I, I like that. You know, I, I've done a few more. I've been doing a little bit more work in the city through the affiliation with the now defunct Lee Lumber, and yeah. uh, we did more contemporary there, and yeah. uh, I like it. It's. I also though like the cabinetry to try to match the architecture of the home. So sometimes when I get called in to do a contemporary kitchen in a 
70-year-old home with, you know, eight-inch baseboards and five-inch wide uh, casings and stuff. You you know, you have to say, this might not look, uh, you know, paint's not going to cure this clash. Right. Yeah. You want to stay in keeping with the style of the home, too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so, yeah. Yeah. What uh, is a slab door? Just a flat. Well, slab could either mean a flat center slab or just the whole cabinet is just a a, like a piece of plywood, the door. I mean, it's just, it's just a slab. There's no, there's no detail, detail no styles and rails. It's just a flat piece mm-hmm. of wood. Yeah, and and that's like you said in the city, you see a lot of that. Right, it's fairly common, and you can get the. It's going to be easier for cleaning. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. but it again, it doesn't have much feel. Right, there's no details. You know, like the doors that he was holding up there that are, have raised panel and stuff. You've got all those surfaces that can catch dust because dust can settle on or grease can settle on it, and it makes it a little, you know, there's more right. cleaning there to do. Right. Whereas if you have a flat door, it's just a, a flat piece of wood. You can just wipe it down. It's really easy to clean. Right. The cleaning is, is much easier, uh, and so is the installation, and then there's very little moldings. Correct. You know, but that, and that's the other thing. is It's hard to go all the way up to the ceiling with a flat slab because there's almost no way to trim it off without, mm-hmm. again, you, you get into these molding clashes. So right. um, I, I love the look. You see it in apartments and, and you know, in condominiums more than you do in private homes because there aren't a ton of contemporary homes out there compared to the traditional or transitional homes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, it's a nice look. I So what about price versus, uh, on something that's a, that flat panel door versus... A raised panel, does it? It's all relevant to who's making it. Oh, okay. You know, and, and, and w- even if you go to the, the mass-produced lines, um, they may have a shaker door because the economy of sale, they're selling, making so many of them, that's still going to be cheaper than the slab, even though the slab might be easier to make. Got it. And slabs can be a piece of veneer <laughs> over, you know, staved pieces. It could be over MDF, or you could have truly staved, which staved meaning... Um, it's an old term from barrel making, you know, sections of wood, you know, glued together, glued, edge glued mm-hmm. together. Those can warp a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. t- but still they tend to also look a little bit better because the true grain of the wood Is comes it? out better. Yeah. Well, that's uh, George just actually posted up on there that his were solid wood, not plywood, but that's the point. It, so if you're doing plywood door, it's more stable than a solid wood door because it's not going to expand and contract as much. But then, you know, all the plywoods are. There's different ways they cut it, right? You got rotary cut and cross, uh, quarter sawn. Mm-hmm. So they can cut the veneers different ways to give you a different look. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. All right. Um, so again, Jeff Kaida from DDS Design Services. I think we're going to have to hold you over one more segment if you got a minute. I do. You, you can hang around. Okay. Because we still have to talk about countertops. Yep. And, and we've got about 60 seconds before the break here. So. It's uh, ddsdesignservices.com. Was that, is that the correct? That's it. Yeah. See? Call in, go to the blog, go to the, uh, yeah, Jeff, the website. Jeff likes to write stuff. He's, I do. <laughs> he likes to oh write things. Oh my gosh. Does he ever? <laughs> Not as bad as George and or Bob, but I mean, he's right in there. When it comes down to kitchen stuff and, and taking care of your house, he, he's, he's right to write. So some of the earlier articles I, I wrote, you know, seven, eight years ago now. Uh, you call them manifestos. Yes, exactly. I backed off from that a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to this is Mighty House. Mighty House, Mighty House will return. 
this hammer in my hand? Yeah, I'm gonna find that sad finder. What does it look like? And a level. What is a level? Don't you know what a level is? Yeah, it's something you advance to in a video game. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Maggie Rad. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. If you give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline, it's 877-711-5611. You will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at Mr. Floor. Robbie's not there. there. Oh, wait. Nope. There are now. She's starting to sit down. Okay, cool. All right. uh, Let's Jeff Kaida is here from DDS Design Services, and we're talking kitchens and bathrooms and kind of the latest trends of what he's seeing. And before we get back to him, we've got a phone call that's been uh, hanging on here for a while. So who is that, Rich? Do you you have that info up handy? Uh, I do. It's um, Keith from Chicago. Hey, Keith, you're on Mighty House. Thanks for hanging on. It, it is Keith from Chicago. What's going on, guys? Not much. So How you, you, you got a question. Hey. Uh, oh. Fresh Meat was kind of it, was having problems ex- explaining this. So he says, I don't, really, I don't speak contractor. <laughs> well, I'm not a contractor. Remember, I called back. Uh, I called you guys maybe three weeks ago or so. So I'm a former architect. I'm okay. Going, but I still sort of leverage that 16 and 17 uh, a year history. Uh-huh. So here's the deal. So you remember, you guys are always, every week, uh, talking about, you know, um, you know, the moisture, the mitigation in basements, leaking, things mm-hmm. like that. So sure. I had a uh, last year and an and issue with a friend of mine. Actually, he was my surgeon who's uh, renovating a space he's actually leasing and doing a lot of interior plan fit out but the space has water uh permeance issues okay and so you rule out your solutions it seems as if the solution of trying to uh, fix the true cause which is a questionable foundation wall foundation to footing walls so the mm-hmm. the uh, water finds the path or it uses the uh, path of uh, least resistance in order to get in. That's what he's facing. But we don't have that solution, especially in the wintertime in front of us. So as an alternate, I was thinking, hey, try and use what's called hydrophilic uh, polymers. Have you guys ever heard of that before? There's Yeah, but uh, I mean, my understanding, hydrophilic polymer is really anything dissolvable by water. So that's a group of chemicals. It's a property. So you find it like in uh, baby diapers. It's used in, you know, like industrial settings where you may have a spill. (laughs) And what it can do is it can absorb that moisture, whatever the moisture is. Sure. Okay. uh, Up to, uh, and it can can hold it 300 to 500 times its its weight. I thought, hey, that's a good solution. You got those little Um, packets that come in your shoes. Is that your talk? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, or your baby diapers. And so I'm just trying to think how to use it in a different context, non-hazardous context. The only problem that I have is, or problems is, A, how to um, 
you know, encase it so it's it's sort of aesthetic, number one. Uh-huh. And number two, it could be shaped in a way that it's really going to draw up the moisture as close to the foundation, to the floor line as possible. Wow. And then how to then dispose of it safely. Right. Now, there are, if you go to Ace Hardware, there are products, and I can't remember the, Trixie actually was using this at her place for a little bit. Can't remember what it's called, but they, they do have a product. You take the top off of it and you set it down, and it, it actually will absorb the moisture out of the air. And then once it's done working, you can replace it. I, I would actually go the other direction and say use a product like Dry Lock or uh, right. Bone Dry. Put that Damn on rid. the concrete and prevent that moisture from actually coming into in the first place. Damper it. So, no, that's actual water. There's significant interior flooding from the hydrostatic on the other the oh. other side of the foundation wall. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Building. So it's not like we could use that. Got we it. have to use so, something to get up. Well, if you've water. got that much water, then, you know, the perimeter drain tile on the interior where they, you know, they come in, they cut out a foot of the floor from the wall, and then you put in a drain tile and you tie that into a sump pit. And you can actually then it gives a place for water to go and it goes to that pit and it's pumped out. I mean, that way you can Now that I would manage recommend, it. Yes, that would be my plan A. But remember, we're in a situation where that's a big costly improvement that sure. could be Yeah, uh, well it could skip out on rent this, for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> now now you know I can't recommend that. <laughs> but yeah. so yes, I would have recommended that first. Usually if if you have any issues with uh, water that's repeatedly coming in, usually it's a problem with a crushed drain trial that yeah. has then accumulated sediment, number one. And number two, it's a really bad foundation wall, which is our case. It's a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, yeah you're, you're, uh, maybe you can get the landlord to, to pony up to, to get that cleaned up and stop it. Uh, there, there are some products out there already that do absorb moisture out of the air. And like I said, I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, if you drop yeah, us an I have email, that too, but that's, yeah, they're, they're no, small. Yeah, uh, damp rid. Damp rid. There you go. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they advertise yeah, that stuff down I, here all the time because uh, yeah. the humidity we have. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. there are no cheap fixes. Yeah, that's fixes. one case. Yeah. Our case is just totally. It's just flooding a lot. So I, I, I think I want to try the hydrophilic um, uh, polymer solution. I just need to find a way to, to um, you know, get it from loose form into yeah. a contained casing. That and then that's going to be porous enough to then draw up the water as it comes in. Right. To the um, you know aggregate of the polymer, have it expand and then be able to dispose of it. So I just thought that maybe huh. either you or your listeners who are listening also had that experience and can share some knowledge. Yeah. Nope. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it went out over the air, so someone will call in if they've got any any solutions, and uh, you can follow it on Facebook too. A lot of people post on Facebook. So uh, you might Sounds good. Come on, callers. Come in and give me some ideas. <laughs> All right. That's I right. appreciate the phone call there, buddy. Thanks. Take care. All okay, right. bye. Bye. Cool. I, he's got a tough situation there. So. Yeah. The, the only thing you really do with water is get it away from the, you know, like Rich said, that's probably the best solution. It's much easier to get to the inside yep. than to the outside of the foundation. Yep. And uh, otherwise, you could be building a mold farm because you start trapping water or trying to gather it up somehow and... Right, uh, using the right materials exactly. down there. Yeah, it, it makes, makes more of a problem. All right, and we still have Jeff. We kept him over one more segment. Uh, Jeff Kaida from DDS Design Services. And 
We're going to talk about Robbie's favorite thing here about the kitchen is countertops. Yeah. Was it, yeah. Was, wasn't that easy for you to select your countertops? Yes. <laughs> Ron just took me to a place and said, here's three choices. Take one. <laughs> but how many choices are there? Oh, thousands. Yeah, it's 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 insane. This was much easier. So, you know. Ron just said, here are your choices. You can pick this, this, or this, and then left it at that. So do you do that with your clients? Find out kind of what family they want to be in and then say, okay, here are, the, here are good ones. Because like we were talking during the break, some of these uh, natural stone or the not the nat- the quartz products, right. man-made products are coming where they're cheap enough, but now they're, they're, the consistency of thickness isn't there. Right. The the And, and Rich touched on this earlier. The, the quartz it, it does tend to be more expensive than natural stone. It's more, it's, it's not as market-driven pricing. They, they've been controlling it. Now what they're seeing is a lot of... Uh, foreign products coming in from the Pacific Rim, you know, cheap, cheaper right. knockoffs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the problem the fabricators are having is when they have to do a seam in the middle of a countertop or an island, they, they just suddenly discover that that slab isn't exactly three centimeters all the way through. It, you know, and then now they're starting to have to grind or shim or do whatever and then repolish. And it's hard to make that, you know, look like it came from the factory. Sure. However, you know, you, you got, so you have to warn your customer that, you know, if we go with this brand, yeah, might have some issues at the seam here, and, right? And there's so, only so much we can do. So, why would somebody want to go with quartz over natural stone then? Well, quartz, assuming you're using a premium brand, uh, there, there's no porosity. It, it's it's just soap and water clean up forever, and and it won't scratch. I mean, you got to go out of you got to start dragging carbide tool, you know, <laughs> across it to even think about scratching. Yeah. So it's it's just much nicer, much easier, and it, if you're, you're making a sizable investment, you want it to last. Whereas sure. if you Get use marble, which could, looks an awful lot like, or these quartzes are made to look like marble. Uh, that etches very quickly, and uh, and it stains, right? It stains. There are yeah. treatments now that you could put on it. There's films you can lay layer over it to help keep its natural, you know, beauty. But it, it, if it's a go kitchen, not a show kitchen, and you you don't want to spend that kind of money uh, on on the treatments, the the real high end treatments to try to preserve it. You just go in a different direction, yeah. So, and that's primarily, I think, where we use it, you know, because marbles are, like you said, just too porous. They're not practical for kitchens. Yeah, you spill beet juice on it, you're done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, you don't you don't want to do something like that, or 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 even if you're you're using it as a cutting board or anything like that, you can't cut on it. You can't. No, it's softer. I had a a customer once from Lake Forest come in and said, you know, I don't know what's with this. I wash this every day. And it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, because you're washing it every, every day. day. <laughs> and the soap, mm-hmm. everything, water, nothing reacts well to marble. Yeah. So you just the more you treat it, the, the more etched or, or uh, uh, cloudy looking it gets. Yep, yep, that's tough. So you need to buy your, well, so, your I, personal stone steam cleaner to, to, right. to yeah, cl- and keep I, it I clean. I think the other thing that people, everybody's tastes are so different. You know, like myself, I like a stone with a ton of movement. I like the lines. I like the different colors in it. The but, graining. Yeah, but I get people that, nope, I just want that consistent. So when the Corian first came out, you know, with and it had a speckle look or whatever, it was consistent. Mm-hmm. And that's what they wanted because then it was all the same, you know. So it has a lot to do with it. So the options out there are pretty amazing. I love Corian. I don't think I've sold a Corian countertop in five years, but, but uh, I love it. You know, the old, 
uh, it, it truly is a great material, and you still see a lot of it, but you see it typically in commercial environments. Yes, yeah. no, and it still works great. Okay, uh, go ahead and give us your information one more time there, Jeff. Jeff Kaida, DDS Design Services. I can be reached at ddsdesignservices.com or askthekitchenguy.com. It goes to the same website. Yep, and your phone number? 630-530-8099. All right, give them a call. Uh, all, all in full disclosure, we, he's a member of Nari, yeah, and we've Nari. known Jeff a long time. He's also working on a couple of kitchens for us, so uh, he's a great guy to work with. Give him a call, and I appreciate your time today, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I love Thanks, you, Jeff. Jeff. All See right. you guys. See you, Robbie. We'll be back with Bye-bye. Clutter Clarity next. You're listening to Mighty House. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. All right, we're back. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. You can join us on Patreon. Go to Patreon.com slash MightyHouse. And if you join and help out the show there, we give away Klein tools every month. And this month, we are giving away a 24-inch level. So uh, one lucky person on the Patreon page there will win that. You can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. Nice they had a two-footer. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That it works a lot better, a two-footer. If you can give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline, it's 877-711-5611. You, you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. Uh, she didn't have her. I had it up here. She didn't have her button pushed. She didn't have her button mm. pushed on that. Wasn't my fault this com. time, Robbie. It was my fault this time. Yep. If somebody wanted to sign up for the newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Go to mightyhouse.net, click on the contact us page, just put in your first and last name, your email address, and at the bottom there, click on boom done. That's right. And you know boom. We, done. You'll be in the know. In the know. You'd have Jeff's contact information already. You wouldn't be driving down the road going, What was Ooh. that guy's name again? Yeah, I gotta write that down. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, we got all this stuff posted up on the YouTube page now, too. We've got over 100 different videos of how to stuff, Robbie's clutter clarities and Rich's tips of the week. All that stuff. And we haven't been picked up by a network yet. No, no crime. (laughs) The acting, the skills, (laughs) the lack of skills shown on our YouTube page is incredible. (laughs) <laughs> but you're not acting it's real life oh that's right Yeah, that might be the other problem yeah there you go that's true nobody wants real life that's boring <laughs> yeah you know that's what what's that reality tv that's truly reality youtube there that's that's what it is so that's the way it goes so you can check us out there just go to youtube and uh do a quick search for mighty house and join us right there we'll get you all all caught up and Clutter Clarity is powered by Mr. Floor Cleaning Products. Are you ready, Robbie? I am, but I'm not singing. Very well. Why aren't you singing? You got to sing. No, I Because the delay. It sounds really bad, Rich. That 
you have a disarrangement disorder? When I'm in the studio. Can't seem to get that jumbled hodgepodge pile of chaos in one place? Maybe it's time for a little disposal, a little cleanup, a little eradication, evacuation, liquidation, and purgification. Here's Robbie with a tip on how to put some neatness into your disorder. This is Clutter Clarity on Mighty House. Save me from this prison. From this prison. <laughs> Lord, help me Lord, help me get away. Uh-huh. Because only you can save me. Only you can save me now from this, from this misery. misery. <laughs> Here's the most important part. I've been lost, lost in, in my own place. place. I'm getting, getting weary. weary. How far is heaven? And I know that, know that I, I need, to, need change to change my ways, my ways of, living. of living. How far, How far is heaven? Or can you tell me? Awesome. Is Randall still with us? No, he's he's uh, doing Quinn's job and back. Fresh Meat's been running the show. It's pretty good, isn't he? He's, he's oh, my like, gosh. Other than he's still got Jeff Kaida up there on the corner. But other than that, he's doing good. Yeah, but that's just so we can see if anybody sneaks into the studio on Oh, that, that's the Trixie cam. It's a security thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a trick Trixie. <laughs> can we see Trixie on the cam? No, no, she, not now. No. Oh, so I had, I needed Andrew. I don't need Andrew. But I had a tip about getting the stank out of his hockey equipment. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. I, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to work because half of the people on the internet says it works really well. The other half said no. Okay. But you put it in the freezer. Have either of you heard this yes. before? Yes, I have. Yeah, but I don't know. When it thaws, I can't imagine it. I think it would come right back. It does. Because <laughs> you can't kill bacteria with freezer. They go well, dormant. Well, According to some of the people, you can kill it. It doesn't go dormant. So talk okay. to me, Rich. You say you can't kill it? I don't think you could kill it. I mean, just because it was on the internet. But, that, I mean, you go to Antarctica and all that, there's still bacteria in the ice. That's hockey stench. You're, you're not killing yeah, it. Yeah, hockey stench is a different animal altogether, <laughs> no doubt. Well, that's what they said. So half of the people said, no, it's going to come back. I mean, these are people who actually tested it and did it. Some yeah. people said it came back. Some people said you could actually do it. Take your hockey equipment, um, put it in a humongous bag, yeah. you know, like those gloves or whatever that he can't wash, yeah. put those in a big bag, put them in the freezer for a while. Oh, but you Rich is talking, but I can't hear him. I see you'd, his lips moving. You'd need, I'm not, I'm not. You'd need a Jeffrey Dahmer for a uh, freezer to get something done like that. Why do you say things like that? I mean, yeah, all that hockey equipment. Can somebody delete that, what he just said? <laughs> so now the funny thing is, I'm like, because here, just to, so I don't just spread bad information. So I'm Googling at what temperature does bacteria die, and it okay. says 102 degrees. It can't live above 120. Also, nuke it. Like, like, at uh, 102, most them. bacteria can no longer reproduce, which is protective nature of human fevers. Okay. Didn't know that. Makes perfect sense, right? That's why you get a fever, so that they can't reproduce. Okay. I did not know that. But do not live above 120 degrees. So you're probably better off boiling them. Or just throwing Boiling them. your hockey but uniform. The problem would be things that can't be wet. I assume that's not that's why he's not washing these items because they can't be wet. Okay. Like okay. it's leather. Let's go the other direction though. What cold temperature does bacteria die? Yeah, there you go. Absolute minus eighty. Oh, minus eighty? Wow. 
Nope. So there you go, Robbie. The easiest way is at minus 80 degrees. So pretty sure your freezer's not quite there. Hmm. So you got okay, so to nuke it like your like PJ does or Trixie does with the uh, sponges. The sponge. Yeah. The sponge. She's always nuking sponges. So you know what? I tried. Um, so a couple other tips that I had for this week. Uh-huh. Um, don't let fate determine what you're keeping or not keeping. So I'm working on a woman with a garage today. Okay. And being outside in Florida, she has overflow. The garage is so filled with stuff that the overflow goes onto the patio. Okay. So what happens then is when it rains, everything gets soaked, and then we have to throw most of it away. Okay. Mm. So I personally like that. (laughs) Come on, rain, right? And then get a dumpster. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Because then, you know, there's no way she can say, oh, I need to save this. You know, this needs this. I'm like, no, it's ruined. Uh huh. So when you're saving things, put them in plastic bins, cardboard bins in Florida with bugs. And Rich, tell me the difference between a cockroach and a palmetto bug, because personally, they look the exact same. (laughs) They do. It's just cockroach has a negative connotation where palmetto bug just sounds cute. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) But they're like horses down there, aren't they? Yes, they're uh, somewhat larger. (laughs) So when you're going through boxes that haven't been stored properly in a nice plastic container, you're getting all the bugs, you're getting the mildew, everything is smelly, sweaty. So if you're going to save it, and if you really don't want to take a chance, put it in the nice plastic bins, Uh clean them out. Um, Another thing is... What? <laughs> clean them out first. Yes, clean them first. Okay. I don't understand why people use dirty bins. The palmetto but bug is a American cockroach. <laughs> it's the closest sorry, living relative to lobster, though, so that's all good. So, oh, so they're tasty. Oh, yes, I'm not going to taste them. Curious about that, actually. <laughs> um, another thing is when you're donating items, just because you don't want it anymore, think about it. Somebody who hoards a lot of items, the things that they don't want doesn't necessarily mean that a thrift store or a charity is going to want those items either. So I'm going to say, you know what? Get rid of some of the things. Don't donate things to thrift stores. Your garbage is garbage. I hate going and volunteering at a thrift store and opening a bag and they've just like cleaned out the toy bin Uh and they put it all into a bag. And what do you find in there? You find broken crayons, you find dog hair, you find paper clips. This is you know what? It's house. garbage. Throw it away. We'll return. talk later. When we talk about the uh, reasons to garden 